Hello, everyone. It's just so good to be here today in the studio with one of my best friends, Peter Webb. We've wanted to have an opportunity to let you hear from some of the folks that have been serving with us in the ministry for a while. And everybody who ever has come along and become a part of First Love Ministries has always offered to do that because of how they've been impacted and want in turn to turn around and be available to the Lord to impact others. And so today, Peter's with us and he's going to try to share what his first experience was like in a First Love weekend encounter. And then secondly, we want him to share with you about how he's been using this both at church and even at work. And finally, if it all works out yesterday, not even knowing he was going to be doing this, he had an incredible experience between he and his wife. And so we're going to see if we can't squeeze all that in into our 15, 20 minute time frame this morning. So Peter, welcome. And so why don't we begin with your first time encountering the Lord through the material on a weekend? It was funny because the first time I took it was in Acton, and it was all for just pastors at Vision New England. And I remember asking you, I said, oh, can I go? And you're like, yeah, I don't care. Come on. <laughs> so luckily, my boss said, you can have the time off on the Tuesdays, but if you fall behind, you have to make it up. So I'm like, hey, not a problem. And I remember... Because when we first started, I had no idea what I was getting involved in. And we sat there, and we only got to the welcome page. And you would point out a couple people saying, what verse did you like on the welcome page? And then you read it back to them. And I was seeing the impact of it. And then you got to the guy that was sitting next to me, a friend of mine, and he picked the verse I picked. So, of course, I'm thinking, oh, I can't use that one. He already used it. <laughs> and when I mentioned it to you, you were laughing. You are like, no, no, no. Let me see if I can read it back to you and how prophetic it got and the way that God continued it on through you speaking to my heart and pointing out things that he loved about the Saturday mornings I spent with him mm. in the Word, in prayer, and just time of him just responding. Right, right. And that right there just started the whole thing off. And going through the whole weekend just kept changing. Or actually the eight week course we did. That's right. We did eight Tuesday mornings. And then we ended up adding a couple because the measuring sticks went so long. That's right. <laughs> Hearts were being so touched. And even that when Pete refers to me reading it back to them, we used to have this welcome page. It was just a number of verses that the Lord would speak directly to you about now that you're here, here's what I want to do with you and for you and in you. And as much as reading it back, it was him picking a verse and then me, as many of you are familiar with, it was me speaking the verse, first person from the Lord's heart into his heart. Yeah, because the verse itself, when I first read it, the meaning to me was it was the Luke one that says, I know you're worried I'm upset about many things. Ah. And it just spoke to where I was at at that point. And I was like, wow. This one's really important. And then when you spoke it back and it became real, I felt like it just put flesh on and I was like blown away how much it impacted me and how much it just at that point just opened me up to hear even more. It just it created an openness mm. which continued on. As I remember the second time I took it was a weekend at the church. Uh-huh where myself and one of the pastors that were at Vision New England right. actually came in and were in the same group together. And we got along really well. And God was speaking to both of us on different levels. So it was kind of fun where God's saying, you got to do this. And the pastor, he's hearing God saying, you got to sing. And we're both like, what's going on? We don't know what, this is all brand new. So we're like, what? But And you were telling me the guy wasn't a singer, right? 
No, he says, I'm an awful singer. And he, he apologized to the person before he sang to them. And it was exactly what they needed to hear. Ah. And it totally blessed them. Mm. And then when God showed me what to do and what to say, even reading the verses that were in my hand, I didn't even know them at that point. Right. Had no memorization and the impact it had just by doing something visual and then following it up with the verse. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which that's something you've continued to do, right? Is that when you're facilitating a group, you often feel like the Lord would have you speak the words with actions of some kind, right? Yeah. Well, I just think it just seals the deal where you do different things where God would say, I just keep going back to that scripture where he says, I only do what I see the Father do. Yeah. And then as God prompts you to do something, because before a lot of facilitating, I pray like crazy and just say, God, what would impact them the most? Whether it's a hug, no hug, nothing, just the words, and he would just point people out and show you. Exactly. And that's the the awesomeness of first love. It gets you to be aware of what's going on around you and understand. Like even at work, I would use verses to bless people and pray for them. Yeah, you need to share some of those stories because I think for everybody who's listening today is not really thinking about the fact that when we say at the end of a weekend is that the goal is that you come out of your alone time looking to love as you've been loved, that you're looking for human beings to do to what the Lord's done to you. And I still think sometimes we don't think about that can be at work. So why don't you share a little bit of some of those cool stories? so many, but the ones I can think of now offhand was uh, uh, a buddy of mine that had cancer in his jaw. Mm. And when he first told me, he said, you know, next week I'm going into the hospital, they're taking part of my hip, but into my jaw. And I remember saying, you mind if I pray for you? And he just looked at me almost like he's trying to think, can I say no? Should I say no? And while he was thinking, I just said, well, let me just pray for you now. And I just laid hands on him. And here we are on a street corner (laughs) in Boston. And I'm just praying for him. And just God's given me different scriptures to say to him, different things to say to him. And he's bawling. I'm bawling. And we became close friends after that. And I was there during the whole process. And I remember like years later, he had someone with him that had a bad back because he was always at the site. And I said, oh, can I pray for your back? And he stood up like about 20 yards away and says, let him pray for you. He got me through cancer. And it was so funny. I said, what are you talking about? I got you through cancer. He goes, I said, that was God. And he goes, oh, I know. But he used you yeah. to speak those words to me. Yeah. Let him pray for you. And the guy was like, okay, you can pray. <laughs> and again, the verses just come. And they were the exact ones they needed to hear at the time. Yep. Yeah. And the fun part was, too, at work, God would put you in positions to hear things. Hmm. Oh, it sounds like they're a Christian. Oh, wow. So it would open up conversations. So you're picking up on statements they've made as, like, the Holy Spirit says, did you just hear that? That something is like an open door, right? It's a a connecting point. And then also it gets you thinking, where are they in their walk? Aha. Uh-huh. Let's check out. Let's see where they're at. Mm-hmm. Let's enter their world. And I would ask them, hey, how you doing? Oh, yeah, are you a Christian? Oh, yeah, I'm a Christian. I said, oh, that's awesome. What What are you working on? What are you reading in the Bible? Oh, I'm reading John and this. And I said, oh, that's awesome. I love that one. I said, here, yeah, let me see if I can say it to you. First John 3, 1 John 3.1, how great is the love that I have lavished on you. And as I'm starting to speak the words, this person's starting to like almost tip over. Oh my. She's like, hold on a second. She's trying to grab a wall to hold on. <laughs> and I just keep rolling. She's like, wow, that was incredible. 
And I remembered I still had these 10 verses on my computer because I'd always pull them, take them, print them one at a time and work on them. I want to memorize them. I want to memorize them. So on the weekends, I can ramble off all 10 of them without a problem. Exactly. And in prayer time. So I did a thing. I had a piece of paper that already had like a scroll looking thing on it and I printed everything out. But I started it off at the top of the page saying the thoughts I have of you and then the person's name. And then all the verses, I'd put the name in, awesome. and then at the bottom, I'd sign it, God. Awesome. So I give it to this person. She puts it next to her computer screen and says it, it's never left there since. Oh, my. And then her friend calls and says, Those, that scroll thing, can I get one of those? <laughs> so she asked me to print one with this guy's name in it, Yeah. and I give it to him. And about a week later, he comes back saying, uh, my wife wants one. Can you print one with her name in it? And then comes back a month later saying, oh, my niece and nephew came by. Uh, they were wondering if they could get them too. <laughs> so it's just amazing the impact it has. Exactly. And how God uses them so crazy, crazy anointed. It's so much fun. We were laughing too as we were thinking about some of the things to share with you all today. And Pete, I remember too, is that this has become very normal to us in church, where I often use a statement that it's kind of crazy that we can be in church and kind of have a private experience in public, you know, where you're just focusing on you and you don't really pay attention to the people around you. And how for so many of us, we're always looking for those little moments where you can look around and go, Lord, how do you want to love somebody today? And so, especially when we go on men's retreats, where the guys are not really looking to love each other. Doing the guy thing. I know, right? Doing the guy thing. And you should tell them about some of the stuff even in church or on these retreats, what it does to people when they hear God talk to them. It's amazing. You sense who God puts in your mind and who is it? My buddy Joel would always sit in the back and just check with each other saying, who's God pointing out to you? And a lot of times he'd point the same person, so we'd oh, both wow. go over. Oh, so yay. it looked like two bounces going up to the guy. <laughs> and the guy's like, what did I do wrong? Is he going to drag me out of here? We're like, hey, do you mind if we pray for you? And then God just starts kicking into gear. We're crying. He's crying. Everyone's crying. Yep, yep. And people are just moving around the room. I mean, even when we all flew out to Indianapolis. Right. And did a men's retreat at like a Y camp. Right. We weren't there 10 minutes. The guy that drove us was crying. We left him aside. He cried for probably 40 minutes. And we're like, okay, you're good. And you just, who, what's going on in your life? And we're just asking people, what's happening? What's going mm -hmm. on? And just trying to see what God's trying to say to them. And then check back in. Hey, you okay? Okay, good. You keep crying. You're good. <laughs> and then just watching God. Bless people in a way they've never been blessed. Right. Hearing God's voice, personal. Right. Feeling his touch, personal. Right. In ways that people are just wide-eyed going, I've, I've never heard that before. I've never felt that before. Exactly. Or hugging someone while you give them a verse and having someone else in the thing saying, well, how did that feel to you to have a stranger hug you? And the lady goes, I don't know about any of you guys, but I was with God. Uh, and just seeing their face and the tears in their eyes just saying, Thank you so much to be faithful mm -hmm. and to risk. Mm -hmm. And then watching it go around the room where each person's different. Someone might just want their hand held or being in church and seeing a person having a bad day and just talking to a friend of theirs saying, oh, how's she doing? Oh, don't go near her. She doesn't want to be near anyone. I said, okay, let's see what happens. Walk over and sit next to them and they're like, wah, 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 wah. what are you doing near me? <laughs> next thing you know, their head's on your shoulder and they're just crying through service. Mm -hmm. Just saying, thank you. Mm -hmm. 
for pushing through even when I tried to push you away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have no idea. I love when I hear that. You have no idea. Yeah, exactly. And that's the cool part. We don't until we risk and just say, do you mind? Could I do this? Right. Do you mind if I lay a hand on you? Right. As you're hugging them. (laughs) And honestly, we could tell so many stories of when you just take initiative, just to ask permission, whatever, how many times the things the Lord drops in your mind, the verse that just happens to pop up in that moment, and you share it. And then sometimes that the Lord will give us other things to say is they'll go, how did you know? How did you know? Wait, wait, you couldn't know that. You couldn't know that. And sometimes it might be the little thing like they'll say, well, that's my favorite verse or, wow, that's the verse I was just looking at yesterday. The powerful thing about this is that it's amazing how much the Lord wants to be prophetic in the sense that he lets them know in the moment, I know your name. I know your life. I know your circumstance. I know when you sit, when you rise, I perceive your thoughts and struggles from afar. And it's when we do these things that it gives the Lord opportunity to show them, I know you by name and I love you. So we've got just a few more minutes. I want you to talk about what you were sharing with Peter Vantine and I this morning about your interaction with your wife, where we've been trying to encourage people more and more when you come to the weekends is don't come alone if it's at all possible, because you need somebody to partner with. It's so helpful to have somebody to share, to do it back and forth with, who understands, who values it the same way. And especially if you can have a spouse, I know it's not always possible, but if you can have a spouse be a part of this experience and journey with you together can be very fun and very deep and rich in your relationship. So take a moment to just say what happened yesterday. It's funny, yesterday I was in the shower and I got out of the shower and there was a text on my phone saying, did you get the email? So I ran to the computer to check it out and my wife had sent me a verse. She said, this is what she was getting for me today. And it was Proverbs 3, 3 through 4. Never let loyalty and kindness leave you. Tie them around your neck as a reminder. Write them deep within your heart. Then you will find favor with both God and people and you will earn a good reputation. And then, of course, Betty has always personalized it for me. She wrote, Peter, let trustworthiness and kind-heartedness never leave you. Remind yourself all day long that they are who you are and that they are written deep within your heart. Do this, my son, and you will have favor with me and people, and you will earn a good reputation as well. So here I am reading this, and I'm like crying. Mm-hmm. Just like it was just the perfect moment, the perfect thing. I love Proverbs, so it's so cool. So God prompted me and gave me something for my wife, and it was Isaiah 49, 15 through 16. Can a mother forget the baby at her breast and have no compassion on the child she has born? Though she may forget, I will never forget you. See, I have engraved you on the palms of my hand. Your life is ever before me. So I personalized it for Betty. Betty, my daughter, even though your parents had forgotten, showed no compassion, neglected, and even abandoned you at a school where no one cared for you, but wanted to cause you and your sister, who you felt responsible for, harm. My sweet daughter, I, your heavenly father, have not forgotten you ever. You see, I have engraved you on the palms of my hand, where I look at you all the time. I have planted in you, before the earth's foundations were formed, a treasure that even the richest kings in history would envy. 
people, circumstances, and thieves could not get at the treasure you have been given from your heavenly Father, whom loves you and longs for you. You are my treasured possession, and your life is ever before me. Dad. Mm. And just, I remember just crying as I was writing it, as the Spirit moved to keep adding things, changing things, whatever it was, and just kept typing it on the yeah, computer. Yeah, it was yeah, unbelievable. Yeah. But these are the things Betty and I do a lot, mm. and she'll send them sometimes in a way that she'll put pictures in with it, because I love the water and I love boats. Mm. So she'll put a picture of a sunset on the water or something like that. She's a lot better at it than I am. <laughs> but the impact it has is immeasurable. Yes. Because she emailed me back saying, here it goes again. You know, I have no idea that strengthened me today encouraged me and gave me the strength to get through what I was hard times at work today. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But the thing that I told her, I said, how crazy is that, that you're at work under all this stress and duress and still think, God, how can I bless Peter? Or yeah, God's yeah. telling me to do this and then pull away from all you have and do that. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. yeah incredible. Yeah, yeah. And these are the things we do all the time. Well, we'll just reach out to each other or someone else. Right. Because we do this as friends for one another, too. Right. You'll be praying for people in your life, family and friends, and God will point one out and just say they need a, a call, they need a verse, they need something, encouragement, or just saying, hey, can we hang out? Exactly. And just the hardest thing is the follow through. Right. Because God tells us stuff all the time, it's the follow through. Right. And I know Betty will get something for someone in Connecticut, send a Facebook thing, yeah, and then the person will be like, you have no idea. Right. Can we get together? Can right. we hang how out? How many times, right, like you just said, how many times have we heard, you have no idea? You have no idea. And that's the whole point. We have no, no idea. idea. But yeah. guess who does? The Lord knows. He knows well. He knows clearly. He wants people to know just how deeply that he loves them. So I want to finish to go back to that verse that Pete said was the very first one that he heard. It's Luke 10, 41, 42, but it's Jesus's words to Martha. And I think it would just be a good way to end today for all of you that are just hurrying about and all the stuff that's going on. For all of this stuff to happen is that we make time every day to make sure that we are left to get our hearts touched and filled. And so just here as the final part today, these words from Jesus's heart to yours. You are worried and upset about many things, but only one thing is necessary. Sit at my feet and listen to what I say. Choose this and you will have chosen what is best. And I will never, ever, ever let anything become more important than that. So come sit at my feet, listen to what I say, hear my heart to your heart and then you'll be able to go out and love as loved even as you've been hearing about for the last 20 minutes and I love the end too where it says and it will not be taken from you it will not be taken from you what I give you is there for good and it will not be taken from you never and again that the Lord would never ever say there's something more important than this this is the most important thing is being loved by him first in order you can go out and do this. And did you catch today how much fun it is? <laughs> exactly. It's the coolest thing in the world to be God's instrument of love to another life. So thank you everyone for being with us today. Peter, thank you so much for coming in and sharing stories with us. It's been awesome. And uh, God bless everyone. We love you. <laughs>